Amen. Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our reading for today is from Exodus. We have chapter 13, verses 7 through 12, and we continue with chapter 4, verses 1 through 17. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. Now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses answered, But look, they may not believe me or listen to me. But say, the Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a staff. And he said, throw it on the ground. So he threw the staff on the ground and it became a snake and Moses drew back from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and seize it by the tail. So he reached out his hand and grasped it and it became a staff in his hand. So that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Again the Lord said to him, put your hand inside your cloak. He put his hand into his cloak and when he took it out, his hand was diseased as white as snow. Then God said, put your hand back into your cloak. So he put his hand back into his cloak and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his body. If they will not believe you or heed the first sign, they may believe the second sign. If they do, will not even believe those two signs or listen to you, you shall take some water out of the Nile, pour it out on the dry ground, and the water that you shall take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. But Moses said to the Lord, O oh my Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor even now that you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who gives speech to mortals? Who makes the mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to speak. But he said, Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, What of your brother Aaron? The, Leva, the Levite. I know that he can speak well. Even now he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, his heart will be glad. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you what you shall do. 
He indeed shall speak for you to the people. He shall serve as a mouth for you, and you shall serve as God for him. Take in your hand this staff with which you shall perform the signs. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today marks the beginning of a brand new series. And the series is called God Can. We will be looking at the way God interacts with people in the Bible and what God does. Our first message has to do with God's ability to adapt. I say this because I think we can get caught up in the idea that if God knows all and plans for all, that everything is according to God's plans, which isn't always the way things play out, because we have choices to make. We can miss how God adapts to us as a part of those plans. If that sounds a little strange, let's highlight this with our reading for today. Moses becomes an example of how God adapts to us. We begin with a look at Moses and the interaction with God at the burning bush. And this is a rather interesting situation because we have Moses being given an opportunity that he isn't sure he wants. God appears to Moses as a burning bush and tells Moses that he has heard the outcry of the people and in response, he is going to send Moses to Pharaoh to deliver the people out of Egypt. But Moses isn't sure that he's the right guy to be going. When Moses shows off his insecurity, God affirms that he will be with Moses every step of the way. Moses first expresses concern that the people won't believe that God appeared to him. God tries to reassure him, but to no avail. So God adapts. God has Moses throw his staff on the ground. When it hits the ground, it becomes a snake. When Moses grabs it by the tail, it becomes a staff again. This is done so that Moses may perform the sign to convince the people that God appeared to Moses. God then gives Moses a second sign. He hasn't put his hand into his cloak, and when he removes his hand, it appears as if it is diseased. When he places it back in his cloak and, his hand, and removes it, his hand returns to normal. This is followed by yet a third sign that he's simply informed of, that if Moses draws water from the Nile, it will turn to blood when it is poured out on the ground. Moses should now be equipped for his mission, and we should expect Moses to be eager to get started, right? Well, he isn't all that ready. God has a plan. But Moses isn't quite on board with it yet. Now the complaint is that Moses has never been an eloquent speaker. He notes that even in talking to God that he isn't speaking very well. He feels his speech is slow. God tells Moses that he's the one that gave him speech. That Moses should just go. God will be with him and help him to speak. But Moses is not convinced. Moses wants God to send somebody else. He feels that this is just not the right assignment for him and that God should go pick someone else for the job. This becomes frustrating that Moses is really not wanting to do this. God has to adapt. 
I say this because when we started, the plan was that Moses would go to Pharaoh and set his people free. Moses didn't think he'd be able to convince the people that God did to appear to him, so God adapts and gives him signs in order to convince everyone. God has reassured Moses that he will help him to speak so that he can go and liberate the Israelites, but Moses isn't cooperating with the plan. So God adapts. Moses is too stubborn and thinks that he will not be able to speak. So God suggests Moses' brother Aaron. Aaron can speak well and will do a fine job speaking on behalf of Moses. Aaron is even already on the way there, so the timing works out just fine. God adapts the plan. Now Aaron will speak on behalf of Moses to the people and everything can move forward. Now the reason I bring this up is because there's a lot of things that weren't part of the original plan. Not the way it was conveyed to Moses. The original plan was that Moses would go and do everything himself. That he would be confident enough that the people would believe him. That he would speak and the people would listen. But Moses shows that he is not at all certain he can do any of it. So God adapts the plan to what Moses is willing to do. This does not, however, mean that God was wrong. We can make the mistake of thinking that if the original plan didn't go through, then there must have been a flaw, something wrong with the plan. And there wasn't. The plan would have worked just fine. The problem was with Moses and his inability to believe in himself. Moses even has God's ability to help him to do everything he's promised. What we see here is that God is able to adapt the plan and make it happen anyway. Now one could argue that God should have known that Moses would respond this way and should have gone with Aaron from the start. And I would argue that this would remove the ability of Moses to accept what God is asking of him. Nothing here says that God was surprised or caught off guard. God has a plan ready to go. What it does say, though, is that God knew Moses could do this. God knew that Moses would actually have been able to speak if he just had a little more faith. God didn't make a mistake with the original plan to have Moses do everything. No, God gave Moses the chance to do it himself. But Moses has free will and can respond. And the response is that Moses thinks that somebody else would be better for the task at hand. So God adapts the plan to respond to Moses' free will. Because God knows all the outcomes. But Moses is the one who has to choose. That's something that sometimes we don't take into account when we think about God's plans and God's designs. We like to think that everything is going according to God's plan and that everything must be happening because it's the will of God. This can cause us to lose sight of what's going on and can give us the wrong idea in a very bad way. We can end up contributing things, attributing things to God that are not of God. We end up thinking that everything that happens is God's doing. And we forget about human agency. 
When we hear about a terrible accident or some tragedy or someone committing a terrible evil, it's wrong of us to think it was simply God's plan. I would say that we are oversimplifying things. Somebody making a poor choice doesn't have to be God's design. God will adapt his plans based on our decisions and our choices. God will adapt to the actions that we take. But that doesn't mean that everything that happens is according to God's will. God wanted Moses to go and do this task himself without dragging Aaron into it. But because of Moses' actions, God adapts the plan and chooses Aaron. Moses' hesitancy causes God to now involve Aaron in the plans because God knows the infinite possibilities and can adapt according to our choices. But just because God can adapt to our decisions and our actions doesn't mean that everything that we do is part of God's plan. Sometimes God's plans adapt because we've messed up. Sometimes God adapts because we are unwilling to act. And God has to pick another way for things to happen. Sometimes God's plans alter because people refuse to do what God wants them to do. Sometimes God's plans change because we decide on a different path altogether than the one God has laid for us. That doesn't mean that God didn't see that alternate path. It doesn't mean that we somehow took God by surprise and chose something he didn't anticipate. It just means that God offered us an opportunity and we rejected it. Because God knows the choices we make. God can see the outcome of every single choice we have. And God is always adapting to what we do. Because God has given us the ability to have free will, which means God has enabled us to make those choices and to make mistakes. God can see the infinite possibilities of what can happen and know each and every outcome, and knows not just one future, but every possible future. But in order for us to be able to follow God of our own free will, we have to be able to choose God ourselves. We must make that choice, which means we have to be willing and able to make all the choices in our lives that it is up to us to respond to God's call and God's love. It also means God is always adapting to the things that we may be messing up. God is adapting to our hesitancy, adapting to our stubbornness, and adapting to our fears, all out of love. Because just as God came to Moses because he loved him, just as God came to Moses because he loved his people, God adapts his plans for us out of love and care. That in God's infinite mercy, God adapts plans so that we are still with him. That even when we are too stubborn to recognize the path God has for us, God is still with us finding a way forward. Each and every day, God adapts 
so that we may still know he is God, and we may know that we are loved. So let us remember that the choice is ours, and let us choose to follow the God that has shown us such great mercy, and let us adapt ourselves to God's great and merciful love. Amen.